God is great. Amen, somebody? God is great. You may have great problems, but your God is great. Uh, cancer has to bow down before God. This mic has to bow down before God. I'm trying to get my, my flow, you know, I'm just feeling it and then it's, it's cutting me off. Brother Jeff, it's cutting me off. I don't like it, you know what I mean? But God is great. God is great. So I'm going to forget about that whole greatness line because it's gone already, you know what I mean? Let me start on something else, you know what I mean? Happy New Year. Amen, somebody? Oh, my goodness. I only hear like people here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year in the back. All right, I like it. I like it. I have brought scissors. I'm not uh, after your hair or your beard, but I am going to cut something. Brother Nick, here is a piece of paper. I don't know if you guys use these anymore because everything is so digital now. We have Apple Notes and Google Notes and all the other things. We can even do voice notes. And I don't know if we, we write anymore, but I still write because sometimes when I, I think the best is when I've written it down physically. My mind works, works better. Ivo, I'm going to need you to help me real quick. Because I realize that uh, I, need, I need your hand. So just hold it up for me. I'm not going to cut him. He's safe. You know what I mean? Uh, the long way. Yeah. So I'm cutting this piece of paper into... My cutting skills are not so good. But there I have two pieces of paper. Elder, can you put them back together for me? Like put them back together. No, 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 don't fold them. Just try to make them whole again. Just get another paper, right? Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. You see, every time you come into a relationship, you don't come into the relationship whole. Two people come into the relationship as individuals. Elder, you felt to put the paper together, but I did it with tape. The pieces are being held together by tape. But even they're being held together by tape, there's still two individual pieces. You don't get married and become one. You stay individual. It is not God's intention that you get into a relationship and think that you got to become one. Because no matter what, it will never happen. And fortunately, that some of us feel and think that we should be one. Let me tell you about my own dad. Whenever my mom was not at home, Brother Jeff, my dad could not find his own underwear. My dad could not find his own socks. Only when my mom is home could my dad know, knew, know where the clothes were. And it's interesting because this man who is educated, who has a PhD, feels as if he cannot function without my mom. I want to put it to you straight. 
you should never feel like you can't function unless that person is God. I'm preaching. You should have said amen. You should only feel like your life is messed up if God is not a part of it. Some of y'all cannot go out to eat unless you go with somebody who you love. You don't know what to choose at the restaurant because whoever you love is the one who's been making choices. No, 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 no. That's why we came, we came to tell you, you don't complete me. You've got to look at the person you love and say, you know what? You don't complete me. I don't complete you. I am an individual. You are an individual. And unless you appreciate your individuality, you're going to be frustrated in your relationships. You'll never be happy. Because you will keep looking at the next man or the next woman or the one in front of you or the one who you lay with or the one who you text with to complete you. But I'm here to let you know that they can't complete you because you can't complete them. Uh, we're going to focus on this theme for the month of January. I'll preach today. Pastor Sam will take, us all, will take it over next week. I'll come back and then Pastor Sam is going to come back. And we are trying to help you to appreciate that you are an individual. And unless you deal with yourself at an individual level, relationships are going to struggle. So let's get into the word. In Isaiah, not Isaiah, Psalm chapter 139. Kindly turn to that. I want us to read Psalm 139, and we're going to read verse 1 to 6, and we're going to read 24 and 23. Kindly stand with me for the reading of the scripture. Psalm 139, verses 1 to 6, and then we're going to jump down to verse number 23 and 24. Please stand with me as we read the scripture. Pastor Sam likes to say, as some things change, others stay the same. Pastor Henry is still going to ask you to stand for the reading of the scripture. That ain't going to change. Amen, somebody. Mm-hmm. Can I read? Can I read church? All right, all right. Let, let, let me go. Oh, Lord, verse 1 says, you have searched me and known me. You have searched me and known me. Now, now listen to this. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. Wherever that is. <laughs> you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path. And my lying down and acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue. Behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. Mm. You hem me in behind and before. And lay your hand upon me. Right here. Such knowledge. It's too wonderful for me. I cannot attain it. Now let's jump to verse 24, 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see. At Oriva, we're talking about tests. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Today, I've chosen for a topic completely incomplete. Completely incomplete. Let us pray. Mighty God, do you through me and help somebody in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated.
There is a conflict in this text I read to you that I want you to pay attention to. It, it, it made me feel a little bit uneasy, Sister Laura, because in verse 1, David says, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. But then he turns around in verse 23, Search me and know my heart and try my thoughts. Lord, you have searched me. Then he turns around and he says, Lord, search me. You have searched me. But Lord, continue to search me. Which is which, Sister Hannah? Does God really know him? Does God really understand him? Or does God continue need to understand him? In other words, David is saying in verse 1, I am complete. God knows me totally. But in verse 23, he says, Lord, continue to know me. In other words, Lord, I feel incomplete. Now you might say, wow. How can a man who is in the Bible change like that? But that's you. Because some days you are high. Some days you're low. Some days you love her. Some days you hate her. Some days you want to go out. But some days you want to go in. Some days you feel like reading. Some other days you don't feel like reading. I don't know if I'm talking to you. Because I have found that in my life I am up and I'm down. I am high and I'm low. I'm afraid and I'm faithful. I am strong, but yet I'm weak. I am wise, but I'm foolish at the same time. Let's not give David too hard of a time because we, like David, fluctuate. You may decide to go to Dufan today, but Bandung is where you go to really. You might say, I plan to save my money, but when you see that special deal at Cocas, you forget all about saving your money. You see, in relationships, the one thing that we bring to relationships is fluctuation. You should have said amen. Because I know that you felt a certain kind of way this morning, but then the text said you felt happy. <laughs> you got to understand this, Elder Calvin, because if you don't understand the fact that we fluctuate, you'll be frustrated. You've got to lean into this idea of fluctuating because it is going to give you peace on the days when things seem so stressful. On the days when your husband doesn't say, I love you, you'll not be so frustrated because you understand, hey, he fluctuates. And it's not because he intends to be like that, but that's just who he is as a human being. You, you've got to know that sometimes somebody may not respond to your text after your text after your text. And don't get mad, just understand that they are fluctuating and they're going up and down and I can say it like this don't allow fluctuation to fluctuate your life fluctuation is what it means to be human amen somebody amen somebody so I want to come back to the issue of David because he says I'm complete and then he says I'm incomplete and I want to say that it's not because Human beings fluctuate because that's just normal. 
That's a part of the experience. So I, I want us to dig a little bit deeper to find out why David says, why David feels complete in one sense, but then turns around and feels incomplete in the same, in the same breath. You see, this psalm should be seen as a lament. Everybody say lament. Uh, Brother Nick is yawning out, lament. <laughs> it's a lament. Now, we know, Sister Susan, Psalm 139 by a very famous verse. You know this one. I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. This is the verse we know. It is the star of the psalm. But allow me to help us to rename the star in the psalm. The star in the psalm is the idea of lamenting. Like hip-hop music, a lament is a genre in scripture that predicts the days you will feel incomplete. You see, lament in the scripture, they anticipate the days when you'll be stuck in the traffic jam of fear. Laments, they predict the days you will wonder how you're going to pay the bills. And somebody's right there today wondering how you're going to pay the bills. Laments forecast. The days you'll be angry with your spouse and want to walk out. Laments prophesy the days when you feel like you are alone. Nobody cares about you. Nobody is concerned about you. Laments look out for the days when you want to quit. When you want to give in. When you want to say, you know what, enough is enough. And I like how Mark Furtado says it. He says, we don't always experience life as well-ordered and oriented. Oftentimes, disorientation sums up our life. I don't know if I'm preaching to somebody today, but your life is not always going to be cute. Your life is not going to be sweet. There'll be days when you feel like, man, I can't have this no more. There'll be days when you feel like, I give up. And David is saying, on those days, it's okay to cry. On those days, it's okay not to be okay. On those days, it's okay to feel like, God, you're too far. On those days, it's okay. You say, well, I'm not, mm -mm, not, not today, no. David is saying, embrace those days when you don't feel complete. Because when you cry, God doesn't see you as a weakling. When you cry, God sees you as human. Amen. God says, I understand my child. God says, I understand my daughter. God says, I understand the business is struggling. God says, I understand that your bills are too much. I understand that there's pain in your body. I understand that you and your wife ain't getting along together. I understand. And it's okay. But again, 
it's not because we're dealing with the lament why David is saying, I feel complete. And then he turns around and he says, I feel incomplete. Because, Elder Rivo, before David starts this psalm, he feels good before he feels bad. I want you to see it. Because at the beginning of the psalm, David feels happy. You know, he feels like he just got promoted. He feels like she just said yes. He feels like, he feels like, man, life is going to be good in 2023. This is my best year. He feels good, Sister Kardika. I want you to notice, and let me just run through this real quick because we don't have a lot of time to help you to see how David feels. But if you want to go a little bit deeper this afternoon, Pastor Sam and I at 3 p.m., we're going to go deeper into this psalm because we are starting a new program. Uh, you don't complete me the discussion. We're going to get into the word. 3 p.m. on Zoom. Be there if you want to know a little bit more about this. Because when we preach, we can't give you the full thing. We just have to give you an appetizer. So, so let me appetize you. That's not even a word. So let me say it like this. Let me whet your appetite. David says in verse 1 to 6, God is able to read my mind before I make up my mind. Before I think a thought, God is able to know it. So God is, David is painting God, brother Zotarsa, as a content reader. And because of that, he feels secure. Because there's nothing that he can ever hide from God. Then in verse 7 to 12, David sees God as a CI agent. Because wherever he is, and so, so David feels good about this because he says, you know what? I can walk up in any place and come up in there because God has got my back. And I hope that's how you're going to walk into situations in 2023. Amen. I hope that's how you're going to approach the meetings in 2023. I hope that's how you're going to approach the relationship in 2023. You're going to walk up in there like, hey, man, I, mm, 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 I'm coming because God got my back. I'm not scared. I'm not afraid. So David says, you know, God has my back so I can go anywhere, any place. But then in verse 13 to 16, David says, you know, God created me. In fact, he says, God gathered the tissue. God gathered the cartilage. God gathered the bone marrow. God gathered the embryo. And then he gathered all that stuff and then he made me. And David is feeling good about God's creatorship because he's saying when God creates, he sustains. When God creates, he keeps it. When God creates, he doesn't say, you know what? I'm no longer responsible. I'm going to get out of this situation. No, no, no. God stays. So David is feeling good. In fact, I want you to see it, Brother Ernest. In verse 17, this is what he says. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be numbered. David is saying, God, oh my goodness. I cannot fear. I cannot be afraid of. So he's dancing. Because David understands that even though things may not be right, there is always somebody who is right by his side. Yeah. David understands that as long as, even though things may not be right, there is somebody who is always by his side. So... I've visited three hospitals in the last three months. 
you, may, you don't know it, but I've been going to hospitals. I went to Eka Hospital. I went to Jakarta Hospital. And then I went to my apartment hospital. Because the doctor told me that I have something wrong with my knee. I've not run for the last three and a half months. I don't feel Henry anymore. Because <laughs> I've not been running. But here it is. Every hospital I went to, I was able to present to them my insurance. And they covered me. Now, if an insurance policy can cover me in every hospital that I go to, what about God? Ah, church, did you hear what I said? If an insurance policy can cover me, every hospital that I go to, what about, what about Jesus? That's what David is saying. I got nothing to fear. I got nothing to be afraid of because God has me covered. God has, me, has my back. God has my kids in his hands. God has my business in his hands. God has my relationship in his hands. I got no reason to fear. He's got me covered. And in 2023, sister, oh yeah, you got to know that God has you covered. God has your husband covered. He has your kids covered. And I know God has me covered. Because God works in every situation, every time. Brother Johan, in every situation, every time. Uh, he's not convinced, so I'm going to try it again. In every situation, every time. Amen. Church, in every situation, every time. Whew, I got an amen for you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Sometimes we, we come to God and we, we are like, God, you know, I'm struggling. As if we have to beg God to answer the prayer. God, this one time, you know, I'm not going to ask you for anything anymore. You know, I've been asking you so many things. As if you got to beg God. God is saying, ask and you have. Knock and you find. Seek and you find. I got your back. And understand me, child of God, that you are complete when you believe God has you covered. But you see, again, it doesn't help us to still answer the question that David is presenting to us. Why he says, I'm complete, but I still feel incomplete. We don't have the answer yet. Allow me to, to, to push this just a little bit further. For us to see what, what makes David say, I feel complete, but I also feel incomplete. You see, a lot of times uh, we can feel so good about things. You can say amen and all that, but then you can deflate and feeling like things are not right. Because this is exactly what happens to David. Check this out. In verse 19 to 22, this is exactly what happens. All that stuff he's been talking about. God, you are a content reader. You are a CIA agent. You're a creator. All that stuff goes out the window. Phew! Right here, the issues come out. The, the human issues come out. Notice what he says. Oh, God. If you would destroy the wicked, get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh, Lord, shouldn't I have... Shouldn't, shouldn't I have those who hate you? Forgive me. Shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise 
those who oppose you. Yes, I hate them with perfect or total hatred. Your enemies are my enemies. Check this. The same David who is saying, God, you're good, you're amazing. You're... Now he turns revengeful. He says, God, I, I want you to kill. Look at your version. He says, I want you to kill the wicked. This is the same man who is struggling, who is praising God. But now he's saying, God, I want you to kill. You might say, Pastor, I have never wanted anybody dead. Are you sure about that? Because according to Jesus, when you don't resolve your anger, you are a murderer on the loose. At least David is honest about it. Lord, I want them dead. Lord, I want you to kill them. That's a prayer from David. Let's be honest. Haven't you wished that your competitor got a heart attack? Oh, it's not you. You may have said it, but maybe you thought it. Haven't you wished that your brother, it was better if he was not born? Haven't you wished if your, if your, if your boss could just break a leg? <laughs> That's what David is wishing for right here. Because there have been some people in his life that he called friends, but now they're no longer friends, they're enemies. There have been people in his life who he trusted and he counted them friends and he, he talked to them about his secrets, but now he sees them as enemies. And David's reaction is, Lord, kill, 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 take them out. Because David is dealing with the heartbreak of false blame. Some people have blamed him. And you know David's story. There was a man called Saul who became his, his king and then became his father-in-law. But he, because he was so jealous, he wanted David dead. At one time, David and his men, they go out to, 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 to protect their families. But then when they come back, Sister Hannah, they discover that the city of Ziklag is burned by fire. And the very men who were supporting David wanted to kill him. So, so I don't know. Mm, this one, you like it. His own son, Absalom, wanted to take over the throne. And I know that you have been there. You have been blamed falsely. Because you know what false blame does? False blame kills your reputation. And when a reputation is dead, it's hard to resurrect it. And right here, David is praying to God because his reputation is on life support. He says, God, I don't want to lose my reputation because when I lose my reputation, I no longer have influence. I no longer have the ability to make changes, Lord. Do something. The real situation is this, that David is experiencing relational ships. He no longer connects with people the same way. Because the reality is this, Sister Stella, when relationships shift, 
we feel something is incomplete. Did you hear that? It's the story of a father who is not talking to his kids. It's the story of a spouse who rode in the same car to church this morning, but you haven't talked to your spouse since yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's the story of a brother who will not pick up the phone to call his brother, even if the brother is sick. It's the story of church members who no longer talk to each other, but they sit in the same church. It is the story of the co-worker who chooses not to hang out with co-workers anymore. Because when relationship shifts, when they change, we feel incomplete. You might tell me, Pastor, I don't care what people think about me. What people think, what people say doesn't face me. I am an individual. That's not true. Because if somebody comments on your dress, you might change what you wear. That's not true because if somebody comments on your work, you might feel like you're not a good employee. That's not true because if your wife says something about you, you may start to feel different. And so many of us, like David, no matter how faithful we are, no matter how much we praise God, but when relationships shift, our world shifts. When relationships change, our world changes. And David is saying, I'm only human. And somebody's right there today because things have changed. You don't feel right. Something doesn't feel right. You don't greet people the same way. You don't talk to them the same way. Because we are built for relationship. We are built for relationship. God said it. It ain't good for man, Putra, to be alone. <laughs> Brother Jeff is, is laughing because he thinks I'm telling Putra to get a girlfriend. No, that's not what I'm telling Putra. Putra, don't get a girlfriend, man. They're they, they, they hard, brother. Don't, they don't, 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 don't rush. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> so, so, so David is, is coming to a great realization that things have changed in my life. People don't treat me the same way. So now, in verse 24, because he's feeling so incomplete, he says, God, I was complete from verse 1 to 18. Relationships have shifted. But now, God, I want you to complete me again. So I want you to stretch me again. I want you to know me again. Because I realize and I understand I'm only complete in you. You are the only one who can make me whole. You're the only one who can make me strong. You're the only one who can help me love. So David is not conflicted. But David is simply saying, I feel complete when I look at God. But when I look at people, I feel incomplete. Therefore, what am I going to do? I'm going to look at God. People know. Friends know. My parents know. My relationship know. God. 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 God makes me complete. And I want him to make me complete. Because whenever you look to people to complete you, you set yourself up to feel incomplete in some way. Let me tell you something. I love Gado Gado. But I'm going to pick on Gado Gado right now. 
Because you see, gado gado is nice. It's, 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 it's good. I love to eat gado gado. If you send me gado gado, I'll eat it on the spot. That's how much I love it. What makes gado gado special is the sauce. Amen? But can I eat gado gado without the sauce? I can, right? It's not going to be as tasty. It's not going to be as nice, but I can still eat gado gado without the sauce. Consider people in your life like peanut sauce in gado gado. They make your life nice. They make your life taste good. But you can live your life without people. Because as long as you got God, who is a vegetable, you're good. As long as he's in your life, life is all right. And that's what I've been trying to tell you today. I can say it now. Nobody completes you like God completes you. Nobody completes you like God completes you. Nobody. Nobody can do it like God. So last Wednesday, dealing with my knee problem, the hospital, and I talked to a doctor over there, and he tells me, according to the MRI, Mr. Henry Timbo, you've got a torn ACL and a torn medial meniscus. Pastor, what's an ACL? What's a torn medial meniscus? Basically, an ACL is that thing you see on the screen. It gives your knee stability so that when you're walking, you don't feel like you're shaking. So he says, you have a torn ACL. Then he also said, you have a torn meniscus. The meniscus is like a cushion or a, a pillow that is in between your knees. And he says to me, to help you, we got to do surgery. And he says, I said, how much is the surgery? 150 million. I said, come on, man, you're crazy. <laughs> I felt incomplete. So you know what I did? I'm going to try one more. So yesterday, at River, that's why I was late today. So let me explain why I was late. Because I came to, late, I came to church late today. Because yesterday I had to spend all, most of my day in Bear's Day to meet Dr. Ricky Hutapea because I've heard he's an expert in knee problems. So when I got to the hospital, I met Dr. Ricky and he says, let me see your slices. So he looked at my slices and he says, Pastor, I'm here to let you know that you ain't got a torn ACL. I said, Doctor, you've got to say that one more time because... Because I was afraid. Say it one more time. Pastor, you don't have a torn ACL. Because as I evaluate you, and he did, he took my knee, he twisted it, and he moved it up and down. He said, mm, Pastor, you don't have a torn ACL because I do not treat you based upon the image. I treat you based upon how you feel. Did you get it? I don't treat you because the MRI says you have a torn ACL. Yes, they can say that, but it can be wrong. But I treat you based on how you feel. And the way you feel, it's not as if you have a torn ACL. Because I see you jumping. I see you bending. I see that you're good. So it's not a torn ACL. 
But I think there's something else. You may have bursitis. So let me put an injection in you. And he put an injection in me. I was going to lift up my leg, but it's gonna, my legs are too thick. So, you know, pants are not going to come up. But he injected me right here. And today, I feel better. Today, I feel good. Because I went to an expert. He knew about me. He talked to me about my situation. And he let me know, Henry, you feel incomplete. But let me complete you because you ain't got a torn ACL. Who is your expert? Who are you going to when you're demotivated? Who are you going to when it's problems at home? Who are you going to when you don't pray? Who are you going to when the money is tight? I say try God. Because he will look at your situation. He might say, the MRI says, but I say, the KBI says, but I say. The doctor said, but I say. God completes you like nobody else can because he knows everything about you. He knows what's going to happen to you when you die because the greatest problem we, we, we put ourselves is that we burden people when we believe people can complete every need we have. God doesn't want you to do that. God doesn't want you, look at, to, you to look at your wife for everything. No. She can cook good. She can take care of the kids good. But not everything. Wives, your husband ain't a jack of all trades. He's a master of some. Boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, whoever they are, they cannot meet your every need. And you put a heavy burden on them when you ask them to meet every need. I'm done. You can play. Let me tell you about <laughs> Sam Backman Freed, SBF. See, the U.S. government is charging this man, if he gets convicted, he could get 115 years in prison. For me, one day in jail is a lot. 115, <laughs> I never walk out of that. Because on November 6, 6 2022, 15 of the largest cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, they lost over $152 billion in market value one day. Man, when I get a, a, million, a, a million rupee, I feel like I'm rich. <laughs> I don't know what to do with $152 billion. But because of this man, this cryptocurrencies lost $152 billion. You know why? Because cryptocurrencies, Pastor Sam, thought and believed he was their savior. He could save the crypto market. But today we know that SBF could not save them. 
Because he's a human being. He's just like you and I. He doesn't have the power. And so I'm here to let you know nobody else in your life has that power. Except God. He's the only one who can, who has the ability to bear your burdens. He's the only one who has the ability to bear your weights. And you know how I know? Because Jesus bore the greatest weights on the cross. He died for our sins. There's no greater burden to bear than that. You talk about money. God says, what's that? Marriage difficult. What's that? And he pro- what's that? I can bear your burdens. And you and I in 2023 need to stop looking at the cross as just a theological thing. We need to look at the cross and say, Jesus died. He died for my sins. God didn't spare him. He will have my back. He will take care of my situation. He's got me good. He's going to take me right. He's got me right. So I'm not going to look at people anymore to complete me. I'm going to look at God to complete me. Oh, I went a little longer. Let me talk to you before I wrap this up. Today you're saying, Pastor, I have a need and an area in my life. I've been complaining about it so long. I've been looking for somebody else to complete me in this particular area. But now I realize that they can't. They are not able. But I realize God is able. And I want to submit that area that I'm incomplete in to God. I want God to meet my every need in 2023. If people can meet my need, that's nice and that's, that's good. But I will no longer place the burden on people. I will start to place it on God. Anybody who is being bold like me to say, God, you're going to complete me. Mm-hmm. Come on now, let me see your hand. God, you are going to complete me. Let me say one more thing before I pray. Some of you, including your pastor, can be, can be affected when there is fluctuation. People say something bad about me. I start to feel like, oh man, I'm not a good person. The weather changes, I feel like, oh, it's, it's a bad day. My mind is not right. I didn't get a greeting at work. I want somebody in 2023 to say, I will no longer be so affected by what changes in my life. I want God to keep me faithful and to keep me fear, fearless when things fluctuate. Anybody? Hmm. One last time, one last time. You will never be complete until you find Jesus. Completion is not in a human being, it is in God. It is in a person, but you just need to go to the right person. And that right person is Jesus. You have never given your life to Jesus. Why not make that decision today and say, you know what, in 2023, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Now, you might say, Pastor, I've already been baptized. I've already given my life to Jesus. 
that it's also for you. Because how often is Jesus a priority in your life? How often do you turn to Jesus in your life? So you're saying, Pastor, I want to commit my life to Jesus. He will complete me in 2023. Anybody? Come on now, for Jesus. Come on now. Every head is bowed, every set of eyes is closed as we pray. Father God, we thank you. Because people don't complete us. You do that work. And, and today, Father, as we are beginning a new series, we are hoping that our hopes and our dreams will be in you, not people. And Father God, we are praying that you'd help us not to fluctuate when things fluctuate. And Father God, we are praying that you help us to be committed to Jesus because he is the one who completes us. Please, Lord, accept us and receive us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you.